What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. In today's episode, we have the one and only Pedro Smith. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man, I appreciate you for having me on. I'm excited to talk about, you know, yesterday's preseason game, but also the, you know, roster battles and who's going to make the final 53-man roster. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. I guess, first of all, how's your day been so far? Uh, it's been solid. Got to sleep in a little bit and then doing this. If there's any news, I'll make a video and then going to have a fantasy football draft uh, to wrap up the day at like five. So it should be fun. Yeah, it should be. That, that sounds like a nice day. Well, let's just get right into it. Commanders Bengals last night. Um, we had a ton of stuff. The starters didn't play. Sam Howell didn't play. And I think all of the starters except, I believe, the inside offensive line mm -hmm. didn't play. So... Um, we got to see a lot of the backups, a lot of the twos, the threes. What was I, – I guess we'll start with this. Um, one of the big storylines throughout the preseason and throughout training camp has been who will be the commander's wide receiver six. We've got Deami Brown as the four. Byron Pringle is pretty much locked up the five spot. But beyond that, you have a bunch of UDFA guys and some other former – commanders that have made past 53-man rosters and guys like Dax Milne that are trying to fight and get back on the roster for another year. Who stood out? I think I know the answer to this, but who stood out to you the most in terms of fighting for that wide receiver six spot last night? Um, In terms of fighting for that spot, Mitchell Tinsley, but I think I think they can get away with you know releasing him and then bringing him back to the practice squad. They might want to keep seven, and I think Casimir Allen had the biggest chance out of any of the UDFAs to make the roster, but he didn't make the most of it, you know, out of his opportunity yeah. yesterday. He dropped a couple passes. I forgot to mention this in my video yesterday, but he also feel, I think he fair caught a punt inside like the seven, which is like a yep. big no-no because even if it ends up, you know, you know, the ball falls and it, you know, rolls and it goes to the one. That's that's unfortunate, but the chances are it's most likely going to go back and you get about it back at the 20. So he did that. He also muffed the punt inside the, his own 20 or inside his own 10, and that could be a disaster if it happens in the regular season. I know people don't like Dax Milne as a returner, but he's very reliable. I think he muffed one punt all of last year, and he recovered it himself. So it wasn't like someone – like I think yesterday, Casimir Allen fumbled and then – Someone else recovered it for him, and that's like one of like what six returns he you know, uh, you know returned this year, or he like was out there for. So one of six or whatever it is, one of eight isn't a great, you know, stat there for him. And so I just think it's going to be tough for him to make it. And I think because of his very poor performance yesterday, also dropped the pass or two. He's gonna he's not gonna make another roster. Like he's he's gonna get practice squad opportunities, I'm sure. But I think the commanders will also be able to keep them and bring them back on as a practice squad guy. I think they potentially could do the same thing with Dax Milne, but I think they'll probably just end up keeping him to be the returner. And if I know fans aren't going to like that, but Mitchell Tinsley definitely showed out. He balled out, and I think he'll be on the practice squad. And maybe if injuries happen at the receiver position, I mean, Terry's already injured, but so maybe they'll call him up week one and have him on the roster, maybe inactive. We'll see, though. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Tinsley, I mean, I we'll talk more about, like, the entire 53-man roster predictions a little bit later, but I had Tinsley, like, in as a, as one of the wide receivers for uh, my 53-man roster prediction over guys like Dax Milne. But um, like you said, I, I would definitely lean right now towards Dax Milne being the guy, but 
I, I Tinsley looked really good in terms of uh like offensive showing last night. Plus, like he showed he showed more in that one game offensively than Dax Millen has all preseason long. So again, it's really going to be up in the air who's going to get it. But uh, overall, like you said as well, Kaz Allen, I was really hoping he was going to. I mean, in, in week two and week one of the preseason, he showed that in some of his returns, he was returning uh, punts for like 15 plus yards every time, which a guy like Dax Milne couldn't do last year. So again, a lot of fans were excited about Kaz Allen possibly being the punt returner, or the kick returner on this team and having that wide receiver six uh, spot or being in that spot. But again, the muffed punt last night, some questionable decisions as well on special teams. And again, didn't really show out that much offensively either. Kind of forces it so that he's not probably going to be on the 53-man roster. I'd definitely be surprised if he would be. So yeah, I don't think he's going to be on, on the roster. But um, yeah, to, if, I, if I had to make a guess, I'd say Tinsley. But knowing the coaching staff, it'll probably be Dax Milne. But if I was in, if I was making the decision, I'd pick Mitchell Tinsley, because yeah, he the stuff offensively kind of just outweighs what Dax Milne yeah. brings on special teams. Uh, moving on here, we saw a lot of Jake Fromm last night, two and a half quarters about of Jake Fromm. So I mean, throughout this entire preseason, I'm not gonna lie, he's been he's been very impressive, it's, especially with Jacoby Brissett struggling in the second preseason game. And then yeah, I think Brissett's thrown two interceptions so far. Well, I guess two interceptions in total for the preseason. So um, not really – I mean, it's not really what you want to see out of your backup quarterback who you brought in to be that high-end uh, high backup. So, I mean, Jake Fromm, he's looked very impressive. What have you like? What have you seen out of him that you've liked so far? Yeah, I mean, Fromm's been good. You know, third stringer, like, you can't really expect much from a third string guy and, like, you don't want if you end up having to play a third string guy at some point in the season, you're you're just screwed. So, yeah, he's been solid. He's been you know targeting his guys, and you know last night with Matt Mitchell Tinsley, you know his chemistry with Jared Patterson as well. Like those guys are working well together as well. I I think they probably honestly don't. I mean, from what I've been hearing, they probably won't keep him, and they'll bring him on the they'll have him on the practice squad, and they can call him up when they want to. Like if one of the quarterbacks is banged up going into a game, they'll probably call him up for the for the game and have him you know there because of the emergency quarterback situation. But you can only call up your guys only a few times in the season, so that's something they'll have to figure out. But I don't know if they need to keep Jake Fromm on the roster, and they could also if they really wanted to bring him on the roster eventually in the season, you know, depending on how injuries work out. Like, Fidere Mathis could start the season on IR, but you have to put him on the active roster and then put him on IR, so that would free up a roster spot. Yeah, but Fromm's been solid, and, yeah, I mean, he, he's done a decent job in terms of improving his chances of making the roster, but I don't know if they're going to do it because, like, realistically, who's going to pick up Jake Fromm? Like, it's just, like... I really like. I don't think a team is gonna waste their like waiver wire pickup on Jake Fromm or even a roster spot on him just because of like what he's shown in the NFL so far. Yeah, I mean Jake Fromm. Uh, again, he was on the Commanders last season practice squad. I believe he got elevated. If I want to say one of the games last year, I don't think he played, but I want to say he did get elevated at some point last season for a game or so. But um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, overall, again, this could also just be because Jacoby Brissett has looked really bad. And so from, I mean, again, from still going up against those third stringers, those guys that aren't going to make the 53-man roster for other teams on defense. So he's going up against easier competition. He already has that chemistry, like you said, with some of the players on this offense. So, um, yeah, overall, I mean, not, he, he's been he's been impressive in, in the preseason, but I wouldn't overreact anything to it. Like Jacoby Brissett is still QB2 from is, is – I mean, I, I had him on my 53-man roster, but, like, if it doesn't really matter if he is or isn't because, like you said, he's probably just going to be on the practice squad. Um, moving on to the next thing here, the offensive line has been something that has been very impressive to me over the course and seeing the growth of it from the first day of training camp to the first preseason game to now at the end of, the, uh, at the end of this third preseason game from, yeah, the beginning of training camp, the offensive line did not look good. It, they were going up against a better defensive line during practices, but even during the game against Cleveland, like the the starters did not look great. But then there was the game against the Ravens and their joint practices against the Ravens, they improved. And then the game against the Bengals, they improved again. So what what have you seen out of this offensive line and the improvement over the course of the past month and a half or so? I mean, yeah, they've been they've gotten better. Still not feeling great about it just because like, I don't know, you really have I mean, honestly, no real proven guys that, like, you're like, okay, this guy's at least going to be solid. Like, Leno, first year here was, I think, a little bit above average. Last year, a little bit below average. So, I think if he's healthy, he'll give you, like, average play. Left guard, you have no idea. Like, I have no idea what City Charles is going to do if he's going to be, you know, even healthy. And then same thing with Chris Paul. And then center, I think I have a solid idea, like, about Nick Gates. Like, I think he's going to be all right for us, bring a little bit of passion and fire maybe has potential to be a little bit better than all right. Cosme is the one guy I'm really excited for. I think he can be really good for us. And then Wiley, I don't know. I don't feel great about Wiley. I mean, we, we know he did poorly in that game and a couple practices, but also like he gave up a lot of sacks last year um, at right tackle. I think honestly, right guard is probably a better spot for him, but they, they chose to play him at right tackle. He knows the system, which, you know, like that, that should, that, that can't be an excuse for him for, <clears throat> sorry. For some of the other guys, it can be an excuse, like they're learning a new offense, but not him. Same offense, same offensive coordinator he's been with for the last few years. So I don't feel great about it. Also don't like the depth. Like, I mean, Cornelius Lucas is a solid depth piece. I mean, I think last year he wasn't great, but he's a solid depth piece. But, like, after that, you don't have a tackle. Like, you yep. don't. Like, Trent Scott, I don't think – like, he's probably not making the team. He might make the practice squad and you can call him up. And then center, I mean, you're going to have to keep Ricky and uh, Tyler Larson and then Braden Daniels as a – I mean, I guess he's your second backup tackle, but, I mean, I don't know what he's going to do. So don't feel great about the depth of this O-line, especially if one of those guys gets, you know, hurt. And that left guard position, you know, the I don't know, very little experience there. So, you know, it has been better, and I think they will, won't be as bad as, you know, some national media people think, but I don't – I definitely don't think it will be the strength of this offense. Yeah, I think Trent Scott could definitely be uh, one of the key pieces to look at in terms of cutting down for the 53-man roster because I think there's actually a good chance he makes this 53-man roster because who else is there at backup tackle? You got, like you said, you have Cornelius Lucas. He's been solid. He's been fine uh, as like a backup or whatever. But then Braden Daniels, like I know you selected him in the fourth round, but he's been playing with the third stringers during training camp. And He's not looked great at tackle. For he didn't look good at the Ravens game. He didn't look good during the Browns game. I uh, haven't really gone back and seen what he's done in the Bengals game yet. But 
Like, I'm not confident. I'd rather have Trent Scott right now over a guy like Brandon Daniels at, at offensive tackle. So, um, yeah, Trent Scott would probably be, uh, in, my, in my opinion, I think he makes the roster. In terms of the inside offensive line, I think Ricky Stromberg could definitely be – I know a lot of people are looking at Mason Brooks, and I know um, Mason Brooks is, like, one of those training camp standout type guys, and he's performed well in some of the preseason games. But Ricky Stromberg has been, like, they've been playing Stromberg a lot at right guard. And I can't remember if he got some left guard reps or not. I'm not completely sure on that. But I know they've been playing him at right guard uh, and during the, when Jacoby Brissett was out there and stuff. So if they feel confident with Stromberg playing guard, with uh, playing in a backup guard role instead of, um, like, center or whatever, and having that positional versatility, which they drafted for in guys like Stromberg and Daniels, then. I don't think Mason Brooks would make this roster. What do you think about that? I think there's no chance he makes the roster. I mean, like, he, he seems like a good guy, and, like, you know, I'm rooting for him. I think he's another guy, you know, example of a practice squad guy. I mean, think about it. They're, they're already, you know, I th- John Kime said, like, they might only keep nine offensive linemen. If you think about it, the five, obviously, starters, whoever you have at left guard, Sadiq or Chris, is probably going to be Sadiq. Those five are making, of course. And then after that, let's say Chris Paul, Ricky Stromberg, those guys, and Cornelius Lucas, that's eight. Those guys are locks. Yep. And then I think Tyler Larson probably makes it because Ricky, it just like he's shown promise. But like, do you really want to have a rookie as your backup if, you know, Nick Gates goes down? Like, I don't know. I think Larson keeping him is valuable. And then, you know, if you see Ricky Stromberg progress in the regular season, you think he's ready, okay, maybe you can release uh, Tyler Larson at that point. So that puts you at nine. And then uh, Braden Daniels, I just see a really – I have a really tough time having them cut a fourth-round pick. I just don't see it happening. And he was a project, like a guy that's going to be a project. Maybe they find find a way to put him on IR or something. I don't like it with a mid I – I don't know. But I think he makes it, and that puts you at 10. So I find it hard for Mason Brooks to make it. And then Trent Scott would also be tough just because, again, like the max you're keeping at O-line is probably 10, maybe 11, but that's tough. So And you got to have a guy in Sadiq that if you really need, he can play tackle for you. Sam, I mean, it would have to, you'd have to do a lot of switching around. But Sam Cosme, you can move him to right tackle and then have – Chris Paul or you know or whoever's not starting get that other guard spot if let's say Wiley goes down so you, you can do some things like you have some guys that are versatile or you could put Ricky at right guard and then have Cosby slide in at right tackle so you guys you have some guys and you know Cosby and Sadiq that can play tackle but I don't like the depth of the O line but I think Mason Brooks is a practice squad guy. Yeah, I mean, again, he he showed out during the training camp, uh, and you know how he had that one day where he was just like beating up Fidarian Mathis, but yeah, beyond that, I think most of the offensive line like players and positions are kind of locked in, and so you really only got two spots, and then possibly three, like you said, if if they were to keep eleven, don't really know though, but like you said, some beat reporters are saying they might only keep nine, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, in terms of the more stuff about the Bengals and Commanders game. Who were some of your other standouts? I, I know I have a list, but who are some other guys that stood out to you during that uh, game? Because I know there's definitely some guys in the secondary. That yeah, so, I mean, I think Jarrett Patterson, you know, I thought he had a really good game. I know the 
the team doesn't really love him that much. Like they yeah. played Reggie Bonifant over him in the last Cowboys game, but I thought he looked good. Let's say other offensive players, Ricky Stromberg saw his PFF grade was good. It's hard to tell though in the game. Cole Turner was all right. Derek Gore was solid. And then that's kind of the offensive guys. Mitchell Tinsley, of course. I mean, don't have to mention him. Bryson Tremaine made a couple plays as well, had a touchdown. And on defense, Khalid Hudson was a stud. I think he had two tackles for loss that I saw. And then some other D linemen played well, I think. Uh, It was hard to pay attention because I was with some friends and, you know, it it was loud and stuff. And it's like the third, fourth quarter of the last preseason game. But I saw some, I heard some good things about William Bradley King. And then Quan Martin had a big hitter too. So got to, you know, give him some praise for that. And I'm trying to think of who else. Those are kind of the guys I saw play well. Maybe Rashad Wild Goose. Yeah, I think him and uh, I think it's Terrell Burgess and Whitaker yeah. had some nice pass breakups. Yeah, uh, for me, um, I yeah, I had Whitaker on it. He had a really solid game. Now, he had, I mean, he was coming up with like a pass breakup every time. He had an interception but, like, too, I think. Yeah, and he had that tipped interception or whatever. But um, yeah, he, had, he probably had like two or three pass breakups as well. He was getting beat by like some of the bigger receivers on like curl routes and stuff. So that is on the outside, like he he was good, fine on the deeper routes and breaking up passes on deeper throws, throws across the middle of the field. But like some of those curls, he was getting beaten up on, especially in the third and fourth quarter. Um, another guy in the secondary that played well and has played well now in back-to-back games, in my opinion, is Kendall Smith. Don't think he makes the roster. Like same with Jace Whitaker as well but uh, definitely could possibly be a practice squad guy or well, he's definitely going to get some practice squad opportunities. And then uh, another guy that's now played well throughout the entire preseason is Chris Rodriguez besides one play where he fumbled it. Um, beyond that though, Rodriguez, I think Nikki Javala said that 7.4 yards per carry or 7.2 yards per carry throughout the entire preseason, which is incredible from a six round pick. So he's definitely going to be the uh, the third running back on this roster. Um, I know there might have been some uh, there might have been like some storylines coming in the training camp about will it would it be him or would it be like a guy like Jared Patterson or Jonathan Williams? But I think it's definitely going to be Rodriguez now. Um, like you said, Mitchell Tinsley on the offensive side. I'm gonna have to look at the offensive line more. But apparently, Ricky Stromberg played really well. Sam Cosme played really well as as well during the one drive I think he was out there for. Maybe it was two drives. I, I missed that first part, but I heard that he played um, very well. But uh, yeah, a bunch of those guys um, in the secondary and stuff had some pretty good games and pretty much locked themselves up for the practice squad. Now, something I do want to bring up that um, has kind of been a little bit, kind of gone under the radar in my opinion, throughout the fir- throughout the preseason is the pass rush for Washington. The commanders throughout three preseason games have only one sack throughout three preseason games, which is not good. But Who has a sack? I forgot. It was Will Bradley King and he had it last night. So yeah. What are, what are your thoughts? So are you worried about this pass rush or do you think we're fine? Uh, not really. I mean, Chase Young played what? One possession, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, those guys all played like one possession. So like we've been playing our backup guys. I mean, you would like to see them get a little bit more sacks, like guys like James with Williams, Casey, Tuhill, uh, F.A. Body. You like to see him get more sacks, but I think it'll come once the season starts. And I think this D-line will be fine. This defense will be fine. I, yeah. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, I think it was that one possession again uh, against the Browns. It was like they started out there for you know, one possession or two possessions or whatever on defense, and they were going up against one of the better offensive lines uh, in football in the Cleveland Browns. So um, yeah, that's uh, definitely. I wouldn't say overreact to it, but definitely to keep an eye on for the beginning of the season, how much pressure they're going to be able to apply on a weaker offensive line that the Cardinals have. And then uh, the game against the Broncos as well. How much pressure will they apply there? So yeah, that's pretty much it for the Bengals uh, commanders game on Saturday. Now moving on. I know we talked about this a little bit already, kind of more into the 53 men roster predictions. Um, In your opinion, I, I think you already said this, but what are your what are some of your closing thoughts on who the wide receiver six is going to be? I think it's going to be Dax Millen just because he adds special teams. But I think there's no way that Mitchell Tinsley makes it without Dax Millen also making it. Just because like I think there's no real other clear option as a returner. Like maybe Byron Pringle can do a little bit, but like that's still like punt returning. I don't know about that. And then like guys like Jahan, like Danny Johns, like. They can do it. I mean, Jahan would be more like, okay, you need a big play, put him back there. Danny Johnson did some kick returning a couple years ago, but it's just tough. So I think Dax Milne will make it. If they keep seven, I think it will be tensely. But who knows? Marcus Kemp, like, you can throw him in there as yeah. well. I don't think he's going to make it, but, like, you can't just throw him out the window, like, and not think about him making it because, I mean, the enemy clearly likes him. He was a first – Chiefs receiver he signed. He signed Marcus Kent before he did Byron Pringle. So do I think he's going to make it? Probably not. But, like, would I be absolutely surprised? No. And, you know, if he doesn't make it, put him back on the practice board because he is a good special teams guy. Like, so I think it's just going to be tough for Mitchell Tinsley to make it just because he doesn't really add much on special teams. Yeah, I want to bring up as well, what, what are your thoughts on Antonio Gibson? Let's say they do go with Mitchell Tinsley as a wide receiver six. I think that shows that they have confidence in a guy like Antonio Gibson. I know they've been wanting him to return kicks and punts for a while now. He's been out there in uh, practices returning. Uh, he's with the returners or whatever. What are your thoughts on them possibly going Tinsley as wide receiver six and then making Antonio Gibson the kick slash punt returner? Uh, I don't know. I I'm still a little bit wary of Gibson just because I know he only had – like one fumble last year, but or maybe zero actually. I can't remember. It might have been zero, but he did have a couple muffs at kicker turn. Like there was like two he dropped, one he ended up getting back to like the 15 or 20. And the other we start at the like the five. There was a couple big returns too. Like there was a couple big returns. I think like this is why I don't mind keep like having Dax Milne as a returner because with the new rules, it's like okay, you fair catch it, you automatically get at the 25, even if they kick it to you at the two or three or four yard line and they like sky kick it. So I think the value of a kick returner, like if I'm a special teams coach, I am never returning. Like I'm telling my kick returner, yep, never return it unless you're, you know, Jamal Agnew, Cordell Patterson, you know, Jakeem Grant who got injured, like one of those guys that's really good. Okay. I'll let you do that if you really want to, but think about it very rarely. I mean, I would say, honestly, less than 50% of the times that these returners, besides those top guys, are running out, they get back to the 25. And then you get throw in, like, I would say, what, 10% of the time, maybe more. There's a penalty when you run it out, probably more, probably 15, yeah. 20%. So 
if that happens and the penalty happened at like the 15, well, you're starting at like the eight yard line and your, your drive is, you know, it, it's, it's bad. It's, it's, you're not being put in a good situation. So I think the you know importance of kick returner is very low now. So you can just have Dax Milne fair catch those. And then uh, same thing with punt return. Like it would be great to have a DeAndre Carter out there or someone like that, but I think it's fine. You know, as long as he can catch the football, it's fine. But, you know, Gibson returning kicks, I, I still wouldn't mind it. But punts, I don't know, though. Yeah. Would you I, – I think you kind of answered this, but, like, would you rather have Tinsley as wide receiver six and Gibson as the uh, kick returner or punt returner, or would you rather have Dax Milne as the wide receiver six? Uh, I will just keep Dax Milne as a six, Tinsley as the practice squad guy, and then – Dax Milne can return punts, and Gibson can return kicks if they want to, or uh, Milne can return both if they want that. I I'm fine with either one. Uh, Milne's going to be more safe and secure. Gibson's going to be a little bit more risky, but potentially can get you that bigger return if you need it. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, moving on. That's the wide receivers uh, stuff. Another kind of position that's come up a little bit recently is the linebacker position. You've got Cody Barton, Jamin Davis, and I would even say Khalid Hudson now. All three of those are locks. Do you think uh, – I know guys like David Mayo and uh, Milo Eifler are also potential 53-man roster players. Do you think they're going to end up going four linebackers or five linebackers? They better not go five linebackers. I mean, yeah, I there's no reason to keep a guy – like. You know, Milo Eifler, he's solid and stuff, but, like, if someone picks him up, hey, that's great. Great for them, but no one's picking up no Milo Eifler or Dejon Harris. Yeah. Like, respectfully to them, even David Mayo, like, he's – I really doubt he would get picked up. So, you could keep three if you wanted to. I think they did that one year. It was one year where they kept, like, three linebackers. I think it was last year, I want to say. And it might have they... been last year or the year before. I think last yeah. year I thought they kept more. I thought they kept, like, five. And I was like, why did you keep like Yeah, Milo it was Eifler? either little or a lot. And yeah, it was I think like too little or too many. I forgot how exactly. Much I, I would just keep, you know, Cody, Jamin, and Kalik. And then if you really want to, if you have that extra roster spot, go ahead and you know bring in David Mayo because you know he's gonna be on the roster once the season starts. So that's fine. I just I'm interested to see like who goes on IR and stuff. I think because mm -hmm. obviously it's unfortunate, but like those open up roster spots. So yeah. for Darren Mathis, I would probably think he goes on IR to start off the season. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But that's a potential, like, not once the season starts, but once they make the 53-man roster, that will open up a spot. Yep. That will open up a spot. And I'm trying to think of others that they could, you know, like Logan Thompson is not going to go on IR. Young, maybe. I, I know Ron Rivera said that. A stinger, it's been like, yeah. what, it's two been like a Two yeah. and a half weeks, three, like mm -hmm. it's it's kind of getting ridiculous at this point. But uh, Logan Thomas, I think, uh, seems like he'll be fine. Same thing with Kendall Fuller. Like if Braden Daniels, like I don't know, he's not. The thing is, like he's not playing this year. Like it's just not yeah. happening. So obviously, if you release him, I do think someone would pick him up, even though he struggled. Like that was kind of expected. Like maybe mm -hmm. not to this point. But, like, he's a project, so it was expected, like, he wasn't going to be able to play right away. So I think a team would pick him up. So don't think they should cut him. I think if they can, put him on IR with whatever injury you can because that will open up a roster spot 
and then give you some more flexibility. And it won't affect him because, you know, I think he can still practice, but like he wasn't making, he wasn't going to be active on game days. Like he just wasn't. And if he was, you're in trouble if he's playing. So mm-hmm. I, it wouldn't really affect it. So that's kind of what I'm thinking there for, you know, creating roster spots. But I think linebacker, they'll keep Jamin, Cody, Kalik, and then probably David Mayo as, you know, four. Maybe they'll keep Milo, but I don't think, <clears throat> sorry, I don't think they need to. Yeah, I think they're probably going to go with four. Like you said, Cody, Jamin, Kalik, and Mayo probably. Um, staying on the defensive side of the ball, edge rushers, I know that's been one of the more crowded positions uh, for the Washington Commanders. You've got Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and beyond that, you have guys like F.A. Obata who can play outside, James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, and then you have the two draft picks, K.J. Henry and Andre Jones, who has really showed out and has played well during the preseason games. Who do you think is going to be the odd man out? Because one of those, I don't know how much I named, was it six or seven guys? One of those guys aren't aren't going to make the team. Yeah, I mean, I think they could potentially keep 11, honestly. I know that's a lot, mm-hmm. but it's one of those where it's like, you think, okay, maybe 11 is too much, but if Federn is out, you put him on IR, then that yeah. ends up being 10, which is like a normal amount. Because obviously – Starting four making it, Ridgeway, Mathis, those guys are making it. That's a lock, those you know, mm-hmm. six right there. And then F.A. Obata, that's seven. He's making it. That's a lock. And then Casey Tool, I, I just don't think he's like gonna get cut. I I have a hard time seeing that. So that's eight. And then Andre Jones. Andre Jones and you know, I think he's making it. There's no like way he gets cut. So that's nine. And then I have a hard time. You know, seeing them cut a fifth round pick, they don't like to cut fifth round. You know, they traded up for too. Yeah, they trade up for him, so I'll have him on it, and then I'm gonna go ahead and put James Smith Williams on it just because he is a team leader, really good guy in the community, and he's solid. Like he's solid. Like I think he has more sacks than Casey since he's been here. So like, I don't know. It's tough to have 11 if you're keeping 11 D linemen. You can't keep. I mean, you you max have to keep 10 O linemen. So. That's kind of where I'm at right now, and I think that's, like, the safest bet. But I could see them cutting one of those guys, but K.J. Henry had an okay game yesterday. So I think, like, cutting K.J. would be tough. Same thing with Andre. So it would have to be, like, Casey or James Smith-Williams, in my opinion. And I don't think they're going to do that, honestly. I think if they – yeah, if they do cut one of them, because I I really – I don't see them. This is where I kind of like disagree. With. I don't see them keep, uh, keeping eleven of them, but like you said, if Fedarian Mathis does get put on IR, you move FA Abada inside, and that kind of like um, makes even things out. A little and real bit. quick, James Smith Williams can also play inside too, so like yeah, that's, that's the versatility as well there. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, I think it's just going to be like either James Smith Williams or Casey Tuhu. If they were to cut one of them, it's going to be one of those two that won't make the team so we'll see um with the edge rusher position again it's like a lot of cause and effect like stuff if, if you keep 11 here then you gotta like you said keep 10 or less for the offensive line and then four for linebackers so we'll, we'll see what happens um do you have any other really bold predictions for this uh for this 53 men roster that you think could happen bold predictions I mean, I saw it like in the Washington Post's record prediction. They said Jamie Reeves is still on the bubble. That would be interesting yeah. if he got cut. I don't think he will because like he's like their best special teams guy and he's like a captain. He made the All Pro team. I don't think Rivera would be able to no, do that. Yeah, I honestly don't think like I 
I mean, they have to be so tough and like professional and like it would be really hard to do that. But I just don't think Rivera would have it like in him to cut Reeves. And I think like Reeves, he, he's he's a good special teamer. Like he's let's keep it real. Like he's not a great safety. Like maybe mm-hmm. he can eventually. He's a he's a solid backup safety. Like yeah, I I think he's the fourth guy. He's be, like I'll play Percy over him because at at this point maybe they're around the same skill level. Maybe Percy's a little bit better. But I think Percy, obviously, you invested a little bit more in him, and he's got talent, and I think he can be good as well. So I think Percy makes it some other things – or not that, – that's an obvious statement. But uh, yeah. I think that Christian Holmes makes it a uh, really good special teams guy. I that, yeah. And I think that – like, I, my, uh, we both uh, like Josh Taylor, but he was saying – that the cornerback depth on this team is really bad. I really disagree with that. I yeah, like, I disagree with that too. Because let's 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 think about it. <laughs> you got Emmanuel Forbes, first round pick. I'm assuming he's going to be good. Yep. You got Benjamin St. Juice. When he's healthy, he's good. Has a chance to be even better than good. And Kendall Fuller is as solid as they come. And you know he's a little bit up and down sometimes, but, but usually he turns it around at some point and is playing at a like above average level. Madden mm-hmm. loves him. So those are three guys right there. And a lot of the times you'll be playing two corners. Like sometimes you'll be playing two corners. So like you'll have one of those guys off the field. You also got Quan Martin, who like he isn't great yet, but like you drafted him in the second. So eventually, you know, you're hoping he's good and he's playing. So he's, your, you know, depth in the slot. Then you got Danny Johnson, who's played a lot. Yeah, of he's playing. He's played a lot of football for the yeah. commanders. He's got some starts under his belt and he can play on the outside and the inside can also return. He is a very, I would say, a very good fifth corner, which is what he is at right now. And they got Christian Holmes, who is amazing, no, but he's had a good camp in preseason, I believe. And as a sixth corner, who's a special team stud, I think the depth at corner is, like, pretty good. I I don't think it's bad at all. I think that's honestly, like, I don't know, that's a little bit of a bold take there. Like, Let's compare our third and fourth corners to other third and fourth corners in, you know, throughout the league. And it's just not like that besides, you know, besides like the top teams at the cornerback position. Like a lot of teams don't have great fifth corners. Like, so I I like our cornerback depth and I think Christian Holmes will make it. I like our secondary. I like our defense as a whole besides maybe linebacker. Yeah. Danny Johnson has played. I know he's been injured recently, didn't play in the Ravens game and, I don't think he played in the Bengals game either, but when he played during the Browns game, he looked really good. And yeah. uh, when he's been practicing too, he's looked really good as well. So I, I believe he was one of the highest. I, again, you take PFF or like whatever you want, but um, like he, I think he was one of the highest graded defensive players for the Commanders during that uh, Browns game. I want to say so. I mean, he's looked great uh, during the preseason so far, and like you said, he's what. Behind Quan Martin, behind Emmanuel Forbes, that's the fifth cornerback. Like I would take that. So, yeah. Um, any other things we want to say about the roster predictions before we wrap things up? Uh, I mean, nothing else. I mean, we didn't talk about Alex Arma. Do you think he's gonna um, make it? Yeah. Okay. So I've been debating between Arma and then uh, Trent Scott. It was has been Scott. yeah has been the two that I've been flipping back and forth on in terms of like yeah. offense. I, I don't know. It's tough. I'll probably right yeah. after this. I'm actually going to do my roster prediction. We'll see yeah. what I do. I think Arma is one of those also. Like 
there's so many guys on this team at the end of the roster that like you don't need to have on your roster like you like they won't get picked up there's certain mm-hmm. guys that aren't as good as like like Braden Dan- I mean it's totally different positions but Braden Daniels right now is not as a you know good of a player as Alex Arma is at his position right now but they're going to keep Braden Daniels because they drafted him in the fourth round. So there's no, like, you should not cut a fourth round pick, especially a guy that was supposed to be a project. Right. So, again, I really, I don't know if they can, but if they can find a way to put him on IR and have him out for the year, that would help out things. I don't yeah. know what, if he's dealing with any injuries. And then I, I know they did something that where Derek Force was dealing with the injury early on in his year last mm-hmm. year or no two years ago and they yeah, put him on ir he was out until like the end of the year uh let's see someone curtis hodges was put on IR last year before mm-hmm. the season started and i think that was kind of like okay let's keep him let's let's find a way to keep him on the roster because i think they like actually liked him and they put him on our he did not do well this off season i thought like before everything happened i still thought cole turner was going to make it but i was like okay cole turner Armani Rogers and Curtis Hodge, like all those guys are going to be pushing each other, see yeah. which one of the three stand out. But yeah. Curtis Hodge just fell way behind the pack. And, you know, Cole Turner was good. I'm excited for Cole Turner this year. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. We'll see what he does. But I think, yeah, those are my predictions. Probably will be doing, making my roster right after this. And then maybe I'll upload a video. We'll see. But yeah, the next few days, we'll be getting roster cuts. I would not be surprised if we see some today would be very surprised if I don't see any tomorrow and then they'll finish off on Tuesday because they're they got to cut 37 guys yeah 37 guys in uh basically what 48 hours from now mm-hmm. like 49 40. hours yeah basically. a little more than that but yeah 49 yeah. hours from now they'll have to be down to 53 which is crazy and then after that they can do all the maneuvering they want and that is going to be interesting as well. But yeah, you know, I don't feel like there's some years where I'm like, okay, we're, you know, we have a chance of like losing whatever, like someone's going to claim whatever Jared Patterson, like that year was like one of the years mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, we got to keep Jared. Cause if we don't, I think he's going to get claimed. Yep. Uh, I still think after last night's performance, sorry to interrupt you, but like after last night's performance, I still think he could get claimed. Now I, I don't think he should be on the roster, yeah, I don't but think, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't end up. Yeah, I don't think he should be on the roster. I think he should leave, honestly. Go to another team because this coaching staff doesn't value him. Go to whatever practice squad and work your way up from there. Watch, he's going to so, go to the Giants or like every other yeah. commander's guy. The, the, the biggest surprise cut I've seen from this team was, was it last year? With Jimmy Moreland? Did they cut him last year? Was that last year? Uh... Hold on. And he played on the Texans. Like that was the biggest surprise cut for me. Like, at, like mm, last few no, years. It was two years ago because the Texans cut him last year. Okay, two years ago. That yeah. yeah yeah it was two years ago. I don't know yeah yeah it was two years ago. That was surprising to me. I thought he was gonna make it. Um, besides that, like I really don't see. I mean, I, it would be interesting. It would be great for content if there's a surprise cut tomorrow. But I just don't see it. Like. I really don't see like the only okay. These are the only surprise cuts that I don't think will happen. Would put it at very low chance. Would be KJ Henry, Andre Jones, Braden Daniels. I don't think any of those guys are getting cut. But I think those are like the only guys that like would qualify as a surprise cut. And maybe you know one of those guys gets cut. But besides that, like I really don't yeah. see 
any surprise cut possibility, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was, I think we've pretty much gone over everything. Yeah, beyond, and the thing is, all three of those guys you said that were surprise cuts are all drafted rookies from this last year. So we'll, we'll see. I know so far this last draft class hasn't looked incredible. But we'll have to wait and see because some of those guys like Brandon Daniels are project guys. Andre Jones was supposed to be a project guy. But again, he, he's now, in my opinion, he's leaps KJ Henry in the depth chart. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, all right, before we go, where I know you've been talking about, you're going to post some videos today, tomorrow, whatever. Where can people find that? Yeah, just the name that's on the screen right now, Pedro Schmidt. Go ahead and type that in. And yeah, I'll just, I just post videos pretty much every day. News videos, post-game videos in the summer. It's more like creative stuff, talking about individual players and stuff. Go ahead and check it out. Great stuff. We'll be doing some giveaways starting in the next few days, giving away probably a Jahan signed jersey and a Sam Howell signed jersey. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, you've been you've been killing it so far on YouTube recently. So, yep, um, yeah, but yeah, that that'll do it for this week's episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. Pedro, thank you for coming yes, on. Yeah, appreciate you ha uh, for having me on. Yep. Yeah, that, uh, that'll be it. We'll see what Washington does with their 53-man roster. Next week's episode, we'll be um, recapping that and looking ahead as a preview for week one. So that'll be it for this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Commanders. See you guys next one. Peace.